Geekish Cast Comic Commentary, Episode 76, Modesto, Comic, Cosplay, Water, Wealth, Convention, Health. We'll be right back after this word. Hi, this is Mita from ModestoCon. Uh, we're going to be down at Modesto Center Plaza, July 9th and 10th. We're going to have Doug Jones, Sam Jones, and lots of other fun. Tickets are only $4 in advance, $5 a door, so come on down, bring the kids. Welcome back to Geekish Cast Comic Commentary with Jeremy and Paul. God, that's always a mouthful to get out. How you doing there, Paul? I'm great, man. How are you? Doing well, thank you. Hey, this week we are joined by Madog Goodwin. Uh, he is the promoter, or one of the promoters, of the local Modesto Con. How you doing there, Madog? Doing all right. Glad to be that's here. That's good. Hey, and thank you for joining us. I know it's been a little, little tricky to put on here. Um, i got to tell you real quick. I found out about your guys' convention because you signed up Sam J. Jones, and I'm a giant Flash Gordon nerd. Uh, I uh, had listened to uh, one of your previous uh, podcasts about uh, Flash Gordon, so uh, I figured that might have been the case. Yeah, <laughs> it's no surprise. It a, don't hide it. Not a, yeah, not a huge – no, I, I make no bones about it whatsoever. I had actually told uh, Sam when, when I talked to him about this uh, that in eighth grade, I reviewed Flash Gordon and gave it a favorable review. I was the editor of the uh, junior high school paper. Nice. Did you go to school here in town? Uh, I went to Downey. I graduated from Downey, but at that time I was living in Southern California, and it was at uh, uh, Killingsworth Junior High School in Lakewood. Oh, okay. Yeah, Downey grads were the best, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Paul, you're also – I was a buyer guy. Uh, Paul, there's a Downey guy. All right, all right. Yeah. So he and I are actually, well, Paul is in the military, so he moves around where he was told to now. But besides the 10 years, we, my wife and I lived in the Monterey Bay. We were lifelong Modesto residents. I did just a real brief look up on you. It looks like you're pretty, pretty heavily involved in the music community here in Central California. Is that a true statement? Yeah, I've been promoting music personally for, uh, well, this is 30 years of promoting music. I've uh, been a geek from way back, uh, collecting comic books and whatnot, and originally I was asked to help out with some entertainment for the convention and over the last year or so it's gone from that to booking uh, talent, helping with the vendors and artist spaces, layout, uh, just using the skills I've learned over the years of uh, doing other events to put on this one. All right. Did you find, did you find that the uh, skills transferred pretty easily from the music industry to entertainment and geekdom in general? Quite a bit of them. Quite a bit of them. I mean, it is a different beast, but, uh, you know, negotiation skills are negotiation skills. Um, you know, little known fact for me was in college, I was an international relations major. I studied arms negotiation. So, you know, I think I, I think I got a good solid background on that part. <laughs> I would think so yeah. if that's... Yeah, arms negotiation to trying to get people to show up to a show. That's yeah, I, I would think pretty arms negotiation. Would, yeah, would pretty much prepare you. <laughs> it's it, it's necessary, especially when you're dealing with somebody like Sam Jones, who's a uh, you know ex marine. Uh, yeah, and and real quick, I mean, I don't know how true it is, but somebody told me that after acting didn't really take off for him in the '80s. 
He's been doing like bodyguard and hostage recovery he, since he then. Cur- he he does uh, own and manage a. Uh, I guess it is that. I mean, I don't I don't know about the host- so much of the hostage, but yeah, it's a uh, uh, bodyguard and securities and safety uh, corporation. So yeah, he's yeah. he's doing that bit. So he's like a legit tough guy too. Yes, yeah. So that one of one of his requirements was uh, a gym, so he can stay in shape as he when he's up here for the weekend. That is pretty incredible. <laughs> but super nice off. guy, super nice guy. That's awesome. What'd you say there, Paul? Yeah, Flash never takes a day off, man. It looks like, yeah. Well, you can't save the universe, I guess, if you're doing full of downtime. Yeah. Very, very true. Very true. Yeah. Hey, and so, you know, not to take the light off of anybody else, you also picked up uh, Doug Jones, who I, I don't even know the proper term for what he does. He's a body he, he, actor. He he he's a uh, well, he does a lot of he does a lot of prosthetic work. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, so most people have seen him multiple times, yeah. just wouldn't recognize him if he was walking down the street. Well, yeah, because he was Abe Sapien in um, both Hellboys. Oh, both Hellboys. Silver and Surfer. the Silver Surfer, oh. and I know he's done other stuff I know, but those he are the two. He was amazing in Pan's Labyrinth. Pan's Labyrinth as both the the Fawn and the Tellman. Tellman, yeah. Uh, that was that's what I was forgetting about was Pan's yeah, Labyrinth. Yeah, that was and really good. He was uh, uh, one of the gentlemen in the Buffy in the in the Hush episode of Buffy. He was the lead gentleman, and he was yeah. in Batman. Uh, what Batman Returns with Danny Elfman? Not Danny Elfman. Danny DeVito. Uh, oh he, yeah, he was one of the uh, carnival folk. But yeah, ton of ton of work. You just don't see his face much. He's going to be in a new Nosferatu movie. Oh, nice. Yeah, is he playing Nosferatu? Yeah, he's Orlock. Hey, Orlock, I'm Count Orlock. Yeah. So, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I guess he, uh, what was he? Uh, Death Bolt, I think, in the new uh, Green Arrow, new Arrow series. He's Death Bolt, oh. I believe. So really, I'd, okay, I'd have to go back and check that out. Yeah. I wasn't so aware it's of all that. over the place. It's just you don't see his face much. Oh yeah, well that's kind of the ultimate character actor. That just kind of folds into their role. Yeah. And he's a he's a contortionist as well, so he can fold into a yeah. box. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and real quick while I'm thinking about it, why don't you uh, tell people real quick where they can find your website and where they can pick up tickets for the Modesto Convention? All right, uh, the website is uh, Modesto. ModestoCon.com. Uh, you can get tickets online at uh, ModestoCon.bpt.me or locally, pretty much at any local uh, comic book shop, Bonsai, Bonanza, Battleground Games, Gamers Path in Manteca, uh, Comics Plus in Los Banos, Red Sky down in uh, Merced, uh, Ziggy's in Turlock, um, what is it, uh, Launchpad in Lodi, so we're trying to make sure that it's easy enough for anybody to get tickets if they want them. All right, and they're really reasonably priced as well. What are you guys charging like four dollars in advance? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's really slick. Um, so what else? I mean, I noticed you've got a lot of cosplayers coming in locally. Is there anybody that uh, you'd really want to promote or you know make us aware of that's going to be there? And, and that's one of the things, like especially the the local cosplayers and local comic artists and whatnot. We want to make sure that they get represented. We are blessed with a, a wealth of them. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the uh, local cosplayers that worked with us, and I've known for a long time, uh, Avery Clem, who is Grimes 209. Uh, he's the uh, Rick Grimes uh, cosplayer, 
like the oh, Nobel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everybody they see him and they think he's Lincoln. You know, they they don't. You know, first thought is, no, you're you're not a cosplayer. You're the guy. It's like no. Uh, then we got Mar- Margarita Guzman out of Merced. Um, and then just we we actually have set up. We did the Cosies, which is uh, a co- cosplay award show in January, and so we've invited all of the Cosie winners and guests come out and they're going to share a uh, space and then we're actually offering a vendor space for cosplayers who show up that may may not have the uh the wherewithal to actually sit at a table for two days uh eight hours a day but actually want to get to that point so they can share a table share space also acts as a cosplay haven if there's an incident somebody needs to go back there and fix their outfit we have that available for them Oh, you know what? Let me let me stop you right there because I am familiar with the term only because my brother is kind of big into the anime and cosplay scene. A cosplay Haven. Why don't you, for people who don't know, go ahead and give us a quick quick description of what that would be? Uh, cosplay Haven. Uh, Tenant, who is a uh, Doctor Who uh, cosplayer, uh, came up with the uh, actually foundation. I guess it is that he's still working on, but Cosplay Haven, and it's uh, a pretty much a safe not a, we're actually a cosplay haven con not all cons are uh most cons are uh tried to be but we're really pushing for for that so uh you know it's you you respect everybody else but if there is an incident uh we encourage all even the vendors and the the artists to allow somebody to come back and then we can get notified if there needs to be extra help uh if there's harassment we're there to to help with them. Uh, Tenant would be there if he's actually at the event. Uh, not he's he'll be at this one, but I'm just saying other events because uh, it's pushing out even further outside of Northern California. So, uh, and with so many cons happening, you can't be everywhere at once. But you can actually have the ideas out there and the ideals. So, uh, a lot of people say uh, cosplay is not consent. Uh, I mean, you guys, especially with the the ladies and the gentlemen too. A lot of them dress a little bit more provocative. Uh, but just because they look pretty doesn't mean that you can touch. You know, you ask them, can you get a photograph with them? You know. Uh, oh yeah. So this basically, it's a set of ideals that can kind of, or standards that can kind of go from convention to convention. Yeah. And you know, again, I don't know how many. I don't know why this has to be said, but you know, it's cool to look, but don't touch. Don't take photos without asking. You know, a girl just because she's showing a little leg is not asking for you to bother her. Yeah. So, you know, keep that in mind, exactly. guys. And like I said, other side, you know, you got a guy out oh, there who's, who, who's doing that. You know, don't go up and go, ooh, look at this guy. You know. Yeah, no, I got you. I don't know. I'm a giant Big Brother TV nerd, and we even watched the one from the U.K. And last season there was uh, a house member who was a gay guy and a younger fella in the house. And the, the gay guy actually chased him around naked. Uh, and everybody in, the house, everybody in the house laughed about it. The guy ended up getting thrown out. But I was thinking, you know, if that was a guy chasing a girl with a seven-year age difference – nobody would put up with that shit even for a minute. Very true, yeah. very true. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it, it goes both ways, everybody. Yeah, absolutely. So, Madaw, uh, if I might ask you a little bit about your geek cred, are you a Marvel guy, DC guy, a little bit outside of that? I, I grew up uh, with both of them. Uh, two favorite mm-hmm. heroes for myself personally are Batman and Captain America. Uh, nice. I think I enjoyed the fact that, uh, you know, Cap was just a little guy who kind of, you know, uh, work his way through, but definitely still has that mentality of the, the little guy, you know, looking out for him. And then Batman's 
you know, the character, hey, if we all had enough time and money, yeah. we all could be Batman. Yeah. You know, Donald Trump shouldn't be uh, aspiring to be president. He should be aspiring to be Batman. And, and Paul actually expounded on that this yeah. weekend when we recorded a little bit. Yeah, I mean. Or was that last? Yeah. yeah, that's why yeah, everybody that was... loves Batman, because deep down inside, we think we could do it. It's a little gym time and a lot of money. A lot of money. Yeah, if you had the money and, and, and wanted to, you could all we could all have that kind of training, you know? Yeah. Like, exactly. That's okay. kinda awesome. So how did you how did you get involved in this convention? And is it I'm sorry, is this the first year for ModestoCon? First year for ModestoCon. It's our second convention that we've done. Uh we did a mini con in Newman back in, in January before the Kazis. Um uh, I'd run the Plea for Peace Center in Stockton for five years and a few of the cause uh, con board members, uh, I guess I wasn't even a board at the time, but knew me from up there and asked if I wouldn't, uh, would be interested in just helping out some. And like I said, over the last year, getting pulled in more and more. And I, you know, I don't mind because it's something that I know I'll enjoy. And, it, mm-hmm. and I like producing events, doing things. And so it's kind of a neat thing to do something outside the box. And, uh, you know, working, we we have a, a board of Alex uh, Eltringham, Jennifer Golden, Brandon Brown, Terry Shea, and then we have other, Avery Grimes, uh, or Avery Clem, who is Rick Grimes, uh, uh, Joshua Cloth, uh, Tunix, Silva, and uh, Morris. And then we have auxiliary members, you know, affiliates that are all helping out, uh, like Scott Sampson from the NorCal, or... Northern California customers, mm-hmm. and then of course uh, we get we've gotten a lot of help from the 501st and a lot of the other uh, costume groups, fan clubs. So it's really a neat. Uh, oh, did we lose him? Yeah. Oh, is it full? Is it full moon tonight? What? I don't know. Could be. You there, Mada? Yes. Okay. All right. I don't know what's what's going on. Paul and I have sound problems when we talk to each other. Sometimes we never have connectivity. Yeah, <laughs> Oh yeah, great. Now where <laughs> where were we? Let's see here. We're talking about community. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely, it still definitely yeah. uh, seems to be a well connected community. Um, and we've actually gotten quite a bit of help from Mike Millerick, who does a Stockton Con and the Grape City Con. Yes. Uh, I've known him probably twenty years, and so he's he's given us advice and. Uh, when people ask, "Hey, it's a first year con. What do you think?" He goes, "Well, I know the people. You know some of the people involved. I know they're legit. I recommend it, which is nice to have that, uh, you know, that kind of thumbs up from somebody who really created the community here. You know, they he has the flagship the uh, of the of the con- Central Valley cons. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it? Five years for Stockton Con this year." Uh, and that's actually in August, August 20th and 21st. I'll give him a plug for that. But he does Grape City Con, Central Valley Con. He did a Winter Con the first year. He did things. Um, so he's he's uh, definitely a part of the community. And oh, that's so really awesome. It's nice to have it, that because a lot of times you get those people who, oh no, you do it. You want to do it. Your competition. If, if you're going to do it, you got to be doing it on your own. And then will down talk you or just if, if they're not t- talking bad or like, I don't know, do it at your own risk. And, but he's like, no, yeah, definitely go for it. I won't give a thumbs up for everybody, but those guys are all right. That's awesome. 
That is really cool. It's, you know, I've found that with the podcasting community as well, that most people are very helpful. And I've always wondered when doing something more like a convention or something, you know, something where you're definitely trying to draw a crowd of people on a given day to your thing, how helpful people might might or might not be. So it's, I'm actually really glad to hear that you found it to be a very supportive and helpful uh, environment. Yeah, overall. I mean, like I said, there's always going to – I'm sure there's always going to be those uh, uh, critics out there or people being negative, but uh, – you know, I've told people when they they've asked about stuff, I'm like, "What if? What are you, you afraid about?" People go, "Google my name. I've been doing this, you know, thirty years. I've, I've, I've don't screw people over. Is you know, is there a little bit of negativity out there? I'm sure there has to be, but uh, you know, for the most part, you know, other than Spin Magazine calling me an amiable nut job, there's not much out there. <laughs> That's not a bad thing to be called. Though. Not at all. Amiable is good. Amiable is good. Yeah. Uh, actually, That's the funny bad. thing was that was brought up to me a friend of mine who runs a label out of uh, Connecticut uh, at the time. He's done stuff, bigger things since, but at the time, and he brought it up, and said, well, have any of your bands been mentioned in Spin Magazine? And he's like, no. I go, all right, well, any press and press. There you go, that's right. <laughs> that's really cool. Um, yeah, no, it's, I, so the primary thing I wanted to do is do what I could to kind of, not that I have tons and tons of listeners, but, you know, we're getting started, and I'm trying to be supportive of, uh, you know, small press, small movies, and small movements on their own. So I definitely wanted to, once I found out, especially that, you know, uh, Sam J. Jones is going to be there, yeah. but um, I definitely wanted to do what I could to try to help get the word out. Um, and for listeners not from the area, Modesto, California is really famous for uh, George Lucas. Yeah, we're the home of Star Wars. And, uh, you know... A lot of people know, you know, some people know, but not a lot of people don't know. Uh, I also work for the Modesto View, uh, do a monthly column for them. And between, and one of our other members of the ModestoCon also does stuff from Modesto View, Franklin Brown. And we teamed up with Chris Murphy, the publisher, to petition the city council to make May the 4th an official city day. So as of this year, May the 4th is a city holiday. What? It is. It is an officially officially recognized city day. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, and well, and here's the thing, Paul. So you know, my wife works uh, at the city offices, and I was taking her to lunch that day, and I didn't realize that it was going to be such a big deal. I couldn't get parking in the parking garage that day, which is normally you park on the third floor, you're fine. <laughs> so yeah, right. There's yeah, they definitely you definitely drew a crowd this year. Yeah, we pulled people out. We had people at the uh, the meeting that night. On the third, and you know, we're really pushing it. And then the hopes is, over the next few years, building it up. We're hopefully we'll have a May the Fourth uh, parade and some other stuff. I know now you can actually get the original trilogy uh, to show publicly, so through the Criterion Collection. So hope is to start showing it like in Grasada Park or something. Oh, well, that'd be awesome. So you know, work a few be- other things. So that we can build it, build it up and make it another positive thing for Modesto. Yeah, that makes me speci- like particularly happy because that's also my birthday. Excellent. And then uh, <laughs> the uh, murals around town, the uh, graffiti murals, are all sponsored okay. by Chris Murphy and the Modesto View. So uh, because we've done this, we're pushing for a Star Wars mural. Well, in in Modesto, I would say if you don't have a form of Star Wars and and graffiti mural, 
you're missing the boat. I mean, I know we do something for graffiti every year, yeah. but so does everybody else nowadays. Yeah. You know, you so, yeah, it's, it's pushing, pushing those other boundaries and, and showing that, hey, there, there's a, a need for it. There's a huge fan base, not just in Modesto. I mean, I actually have people come, come to town, and I live around the corner from Ramona, mm-hmm. off of Morris. Yeah. Well, Lucas's childhood home is right around the corner from where I live. So I get people, you know, so where's, yeah. where's this, where's this house? Okay, let's take a walk. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it's, it's kind of like, I, I know people when I lived in Stockton who were the indie band type stuff would want to, they'd drive by and do the old slow drive by, uh, the old pavement house, you know, uh, Malcolm mm-hmm. is his parents' house, which is, uh, the address on the, the records were all his parents. That was up until the last album. Mel went there and they got forwarded. <laughs> That's kind of awesome. Uh, yeah, hopefully in, in the next few years. And I know like when they dedicated the Graffiti Walk of Fame, Lucas actually came back to Modesto and uh, did the – he was a grand marshal for the graffiti that year and uh, was downtown dedicating the uh, the Graffiti Walk of Fame. And his whole thing, uh, the reason why he did that was because it wasn't about him. It was about the guys who lived it that he was doing the movie about. Yeah. You know, the pharaohs and everybody else, you know, so that was that was a whole different situation. I think he appreciated that. It wasn't like, hey, George Lucas, come to town so we can celebrate you. Yeah. Well, he, yeah, because he didn't come for the statue dedication. Yeah, yeah. But it was like that was all about him. And I think he kind of like, OK, all right. You know, you're trying to make it about well, me and, and, and draw a crowd because I'm there. Yeah. I, I, I may I may not want to be part of that. But if you're asking me to celebrate the history and celebrate the guys who I grew up with or the guys that inspired me, that's a whole different thing. And I think that's a lot better. I think that's great that he, he has a lot more affinity for the history of Modesto and what kind of developed to make him who he is than him being this big icon. Well, and I think, I think probably in the past, I'd always wondered if there might have still been some soreness over them not letting him film American Graffiti back here back in the day. I don't, and, and people talk about that. I, I don't know how much truth in that, that I'm sure there would have been parts of it, but Modesto had changed quite a bit up until that point. So filming up in Petaluma in that area, it looks a lot more of what Modesto looked like right. than, you know, you know, than what Modesto looked like in the mid-70s. Oh, by the time that was filmed, yeah. 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 yeah I just always wondered about that, because that's the rumor, but, you know, you still have to wonder if it's true or not. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, cool. So, uh, you guys are doing this. This is July 9 and 10, and actually, we have a table there. Yes, you and, do. Yes. Uh, what I'm going to be doing is I'm just going to be giving away swag for everybody that can show me that they followed us on Facebook and then... I would like to, and I need to talk to you guys about this, if there might be some points we could do some recording or live feeds from there just for shits and giggles. But we'll talk about that off air and see what we can figure and, out. And, and I'm, I'm sure uh, there's going to be some at some point, hey, you think Sam might want to do something? Well, I'm not <laughs> saying that's what I'm going to ask. Well, if you're going to twist Jeremy's arm, I guess he'll make time for Sam. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, uh, I was I was quite surprised uh, how how nice he was. Uh, the number I got was his his number, so when I called to verify that yes we were going to have him and all that, the number I I ended up calling, he was out of the and he was in Mexico at the time. He answered the phone, and then 
Uh, I called him back to say, yeah, definitely 100 percent. We'll do, you know, we want, you know, we want you and conditions are great. Let's do this. He was out and about. And when he got back in, he called me back and I was like, and he's like, yeah, you, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm on vacation right now. I'm in Mexico. I'm like, then why are you even answering my calls? <laughs> why are you calling me then? I was like, OK. Yeah. Um, what I, well, here's the thing. So I see that he and Melody Anderson are actually between now and your show are going to be in the UK doing a Flash Gordon convention. They're, they're, and actually, they, the I think the entire cast uh, are going to be at San Diego Con this year. Oh, really? Uh, you know, pretty much uh, there's a whole new uh, artwork for the, the, the movie, and then, of course, a big push being the anniversary and all. So This is 35th year, right? Yeah, yeah okay. So, uh, he said, the like, his backdrop is what you would have seen in Tattoo, uh, the original artist from that did the artwork for Flash Gordon originally mm-hmm. did it for him, and uh, the studio actually paid for it and gave it to him as a as a gift after uh, after uh, Ted two, and so he uses that as his backdrop at the conventions now. But he's the, guy, really the artist awesome. is doing doing brand new artwork for it, and they're going to have a brand new poster apparently, uh, and so they're all going to be there signing it and. And kind of pushing, pushing for the uh, the thirty fifth. That's really cool. Hopefully that, as, as you were talking about being being the time frame, hopefully that means that maybe uh, there's interest in it being more than just hey we're we're re releasing on Blu Ray or whatever they'll end up doing and go hey let's go into the studio, let's do yeah. something to to relaunch the uh, Flash Gordon fr- franchise. Well, you know, and it's here's the thing. Flash Gordon is a character that has been around since 1936. Yeah, mid mid 30s. Yeah, um, I grew up watching the Buster Crab serials. Me too. The serials. Uh huh. Yeah, and I have still to this day. I have collections of the old comic book strips. Nice. Still to this day. Nice. Yeah. Um, my grandfather loved them. My dad loved them. Uh, and I even remember there was an episode of the Buck Rogers TV series where Buster Crab played a character named Captain Gordon. Yes, I remember that as well. Yes. I uh, loved, I mean, I am such a sci-fi nerd Gil, for the Gil Buck Gerard, Rogers Flash Gordon. Still Gerard, you know, Buck Rogers, he will be in mm-hmm. at Colossicon in Merced. Oh, really? Yeah. I was, I was oh, talking God. to my brother, I was like, how cool would it be if I could get Gil Gerard here and we could have Flash Gordon and Buck Rogers? Oh, I might awesome. just shit my pants if that <laughs> happened. <laughs> I know it's not a Jones, it's not a Jones brother, but... uh yeah. Uh, well, you know, uh, what was it years ago? Um, my wife and I and our kids we lived in Santa Cruz, and one day, just randomly, we decided to go to WonderCon back when it was in uh, Oakland. And my biggest childhood crush was Aaron Gray. Oh yeah, you know from Buck Rogers uh-huh. and Silver Springs, and you know, I got up to her table, and I remember this just because it was such a like holy shit moment. She was at the table next to Dirk Benedict. Ah, uh. I, I got up to her and I look over and I'm like, holy shit, it's Starbuck. And then I look up and I'm like, it's Wilma Deering, and I couldn't get two fucking words out of my mouth. My wife, my wife actually had to go like, uh, he'd like your autograph, like probably that picture right there, because I'm just like, duh, 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 duh. oh, it was so bad. That's funny. So bad. <laughs> that was the worst case of me being starstruck ever, right there. It yeah. happens to the best of us. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm it, sure. It, it does. It does. Um, you know. Not me yet, but uh, yeah. I'm sure at some point. I'm sure at some point uh, that's going to happen. 
Oh yeah. Oh, it, it has to happen at some point. I, think. I mean, I, I, I did. I did run into literally run into uh, Billy Gibbons, mm-hmm. and uh, my statement to him, I said, "Hey, you're Billy Gibbons," and he goes, "Yes, I am." I go, "Didn't I see you on on King of the Hill?" He goes, "You might have. I was on King of the Hill." Yeah. <laughs> for for people who doesn't know, Billy Gibbons is from ZZ Top. Yep. And uh, of course, the uh, the other uh, player in the band is Hill. So you know the whole thing with King of the Hill was, you know, hey, Hank Hill is is related to one of the guys in in ZZ Top, of course Hill, and his father was giving away his Cadillac to Billy Gibbons because Billy Gibbons is a car guy. Okay, so that yeah, was the whole Billy thing. But I, I, I was just like, okay, what do you say to you know Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top? You know, yeah. when you just happen to run into him on the street. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. I I know. And Paul, you've been around because you've had a lot more conventions than I have. You've been around a lot more famous people than me. Yeah, I've met but, a few, and it, it's weird. It just depends on them, you know. Like some it's of very them true. want it's to talk true. to you, and some of them you can just get the vibe that they're like uh, they just yeah. roll their eyes. Years and years ago, here in town, I helped my dad and some other guys do security at a graffiti event, and I was right next to where they're helping Jerry Lee Lewis off stage. Mr. Lewis, would you mind signing my shirt? And he would say, fuck you, buddy. Whoa, God. <laughs> Damn. Uh, yeah, and I think that just set me up to be gun-shy ever since. You know? That'll do it. And, 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 yeah. you know, I mean, that's the thing is you don't know with, with people what their mood is in the moment. You know, he may have, he may have had somebody just harassing him. Oh, yeah. Somebody could have just kicked him in the shin or his mom could have just died. You never know what somebody else is going so it's through. Like, yeah. like, or he may have just said it and, and, and go, okay, well, I'm going to do This is what I say to people when they just come up to yeah. me out of the blue. You know, if they don't say, hey, buddy, I, hey, love your stuff. Exactly, yeah. If I say that and they, they walk away, then okay, I'm not, but if they go, well, fuck you too. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, well, yeah, they may just for that. <laughs> May just have a rule, you know, like, hey, I don't sign autographs, period, you know. And that could have been the 50th time he'd had to say that to somebody. Mm-hmm. Very true. You don't know. Yeah, that's why I try not to be too judgmental, but there are some people you just walk away from, you're like, what a fucking prick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, Eric Larson, still this day. <laughs> yeah, you were telling about yeah. that the other day. That's a shame. But, but the, I mean, the nice thing about the convention is, I mean, they're there. That's, that's part of the reason they're there is to sign stuff and to meet people and uh, – so. Oh, absolutely. Well, and so you guys do the May the 4th event. You're doing this convention, and you've got the other things you got going. Um, you also have, was it a, a cosplay? Well, there's National uh, Cosplay Day, which is uh, June 18th, mm-hmm. and this year we're doing it at Patterson. Uh, last year was in Ripon, because we're doing the we're the Stanislaus County, uh, we, we uh, host the Stanislaus County uh, National Cosplay Day. So uh, some people are like, well, why is it there? It's like, we got to mix it up. Yep. You know, yeah. we've done stuff, you know, Newman, we've done it here, in, you know, Modesto, Ripon, this thing's going to be in Patterson. Make it where, you know, yeah, some people have to drive. Most of the most of us have to drive out to Patterson, but yeah. there's going to be those people in Patterson who would not come to Modesto that it's something that if they're able to enjoy it and participate, they will do it next year, wherever it's at. So it's it's dragging the other communities into it and and kind of kind of giving back too. So and the hardcore yeah, the hardcore cosplayers will drive you know to to hell and back for for a fun event. So yeah. oh yeah, 
Well, they, those people will spend every penny they got on a costume and getting somewhere to show it to somebody. Right. They they are one of those like hardest working groups in entertainment that you've never heard they're, of. They're, as, they're as bad as musicians yeah. who will spend. I mean, yeah. joke, you know, who spends you know five thousand dollars on gear to put into a car they spent five hundred dollars on to drive ten miles away to make fifty bucks. Exactly. You know? Yeah. It's uh, yeah, uh, indie musicians, indie wrestlers, and indie artists—they will spend every penny to make about fourteen cents on something an hour. Yes, you see them do and it time and time again. Have a, have a smile on their face, and and thank you for letting them do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, also, just real quick—not um, this coming Monday, but the following Monday—I am actually interviewing the lady who made the movie called After Flash, which is about Sam J. Jones and the thirty-five years after Flash Gordon. Oh, that's well, cool. all right. Yeah, so I've got kind of a theme going right now, so I'm pretty stoked. But, yeah. Yeah. You're in you're in flash mode. I I really am. That's you should have oh, seen it the day the day you guys announced it. I must have got 14 text messages in about eight minutes. That hey, did you see this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad people were excited for it. You know, because I, oh, I, yeah. I I was that was the thing. Was like, as I said, I I, I you know reviewed the movie. It, in the eighth grade, and I'm like, this is great. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, so let, let me ask you, your review for it, what did you think of it when you wrote that? I mean, what was your... Oh, it was, it was a positive review. Uh, and it was, I, I wish I could find it. I know I have a copy of the uh, the paper, because when I moved back to Modesto uh, in unpacking, I found it, and I said it somewhere, I just don't know where it is. Uh, so I'm hoping to find see. it before uh, the convention, uh, so I can make a copy and give it to Jones. Uh, oh, so so he can trust that I wasn't just uh you know trying to butter him up by saying I gave yeah. him a good review you know back then helping him help him get that 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 big money for that movie. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but I mean it was, it was the same thing. It was like now of course kids my nieces and nephews I tell them and I don't know if they believe it but they are so much better off being little geeks than we were oh. when we were younger. Oh, like, yeah, no doubt. Well, that's what we always say. It's like this is the golden age to be a geek, right it here is, now. It is. Uh, yeah. So I whether mean, whether it's yeah whether it's sci-fi, comics, music, anything, whatever, anything, this is the yeah. age. Maybe not music, but <laughs> well, you know what? Here's here's the thing. I mean, it's not a great time to be a musician, but I'll tell you what you whatever genre of music you are into, the band members are more accessible to you now than they ever were. You can find out more about how to get in and record your own music. I mean, it's it's a no, shitty no, no. time there's, to try to make a living as stuff. an artist. It's just, I'm saying, as far as there's a lot of music these days, and I think part of it is with the technology. Uh, mm-hmm. It makes it easier, but it also makes some a lot of people lazier. Because I mean, that was the thing oh, with me with music is like certain. you know auto tuning or you know all these different things. You know, yeah. it's like they can go in and spend no money to record something and sound pretty good. But that doesn't make them hungry, so they just kind of stop there. It's not, hey, we got to practice and get good before we go play somewhere else because why showcase yourself, you know, 15 miles, 100 miles away and suck? Right. Now it's like, oh, I just got online and booked a tour because I can do it. And you get these managers like, why Why did you even leave town? You can't hold a tune. Yeah. That's no, very true. So it's it's the other side, but I mean, it is one of those things. If you want to find out about something, it's right there at your fingertips. Uh, you know, you you want to listen to something before it comes out, and that I mean, that the other side is is for me. I I always loved 
searching and finding the stuff. So I kind of even walked the fence on how easy it is to get everything. Oh, I just went online and ordered it. Right. I, 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 I love going and digging through, you know, crates of records. Record bins and everything, yeah. Find it and go, okay, they have a copy. And That's, well, that was that, you know, it was that the adventure of it all. And definitely yeah, a, you know, on, on some of the, the stuff as far as, you know, just any of that stuff, finding finding that gem, finding, you know, if you can go online, if you have the money, you can buy anything online. Uh, it's not it's not as uh, much of a challenge. So. Yeah, but I would I would say, the, yeah, I mean, I, I get what you're coming from, like going to Salty's Record Attic back in the day yeah. and spending hours digging through everything. I've got a buddy down in L.A. who's that way. He'll, you know, every every uh, Saturday night on Facebook, it's like, hey, look at these eight crappy movies and ten awesome albums I found for fourteen dollars. <laughs> you know, right? But but I mean, yeah. that's the thing you could find it, and it's not now. A lot of stuff is being re-released digitally or whatever. I actually have a copy of uh, Shogun Assassin, the vinyl. There's like twelve of these that exist. Oh wow! You know, uh, it's it's what. Uh, uh, Rizza did for the Liquid Sword, Giza's album, you know. The, okay, the, yeah. The Hub uh, thing. So uh, when it was edited for the American market, the soundtrack was a promo-only release. It didn't get released to the general public. Uh, and I found a copy, just digging through stuff. I had no idea what it was, didn't know how rare it was, but I enjoyed the 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 saga from the the. Japanese, uh, I guess it would technically be called manga, but the Japanese books and from the American editions and from the uh, movies that it came through and the serials. And so I found it. I was like, all right, I'm buying this. And years later, I find out that it's like the Holy Grail. Hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, well, whatever. <laughs> I just cool. I just got it because it's it's super cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, I, I understand what you're saying, but I just, for me, it's the accessibility of everything now. You know, there may be a genre of music that 15 years ago you may not have discovered because only, uh, you know, Swedish metal bands played it, and there's only 15 pressings of that, or 15 copies of that CD yeah. were ever made. You know? yeah. But now you can find it. Um, yeah, I just, to me, that's the awesome part about being around right now. Now, of course, the downside to all this is your stuff gets stolen, uh, nobody gets paid for anything, and artists are expected to work for exposure. Yeah, that's true, too. So, yeah. And there is there is so much stuff out there that, you know, yeah, you may be able to find the one thing, but to find that thing, you've gone through, you, you know, miles and miles of junk to get to it. Or you you find that, okay, I got it, and you're not doing the search where you're finding things, you're discovering things. You heard of something, you search where you find it. Right. You're not finding things around the edges because you have to you go, go and yeah. dig through it. Yeah. Yeah. Digging through and go, okay, it should be over here in this this section. And you start digging through, you know, like you said, some kind of finished metal section. So you're going through the middle. Yeah. Who's this? You know? Uh, yeah. Or something gets mis, you know, misfiled and you're like, I don't know. And you start looking and go, a dollar? All right, I'll buy it. For a dollar, sure, it looks good. And you come up with something oh, yeah. that's so amazing. And then you're the guy who has that one in 50 copies because it, no, they didn't know what it was. It's not in their system. So, huh, here, I'll give you 25 cents for it. And then they put it out for a dollar. Yeah. 
That's yeah. That's those are all very valid points. Mm-hmm. So every every plus has its minus. I guess is the the long and the short and the takeaway from it there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Medasso, uh, why don't you give us the quick rundown? The con is happening when? July 9th and 10th at the Modesto Center Plaza. Um, it'll be $5 at the door for an advance. You can get them online or at just about every uh, comic store in Modesto and surrounding area. We have uh, Supergirl Unburdened, the cast of Supergirl Unburdened, both Jones brothers, Sam and uh, Doug. Were, well, I would love to get their, uh, their cousin, James Earl, but uh, that, that's not happening this year. Um, got to try to keep up with the Joneses. Um, yeah. <laughs> we have, we have all the, the fan clubs, you know, Bible first, some Mandalorian Mercs. We have the 17, uh, the 1701 fleet, the Whovian fan club, uh, panels and tons of artists. We're packed with vendors and, and, uh, artists alley. So it should be a lot of fun. And I, I'm keeping my fingers crossed and I'll let you know, uh, Jeremy, if it happens. Uh, Sam actually said, if we can make it happen, we can get a local theater to play Flash Gordon. He'll come in and do a question and answer. Oh, come on now. What's the state theater doing that weekend? <laughs> yeah, state's too much. Well, we're t- we got a meeting with, uh, Brendan Theater on Tuesday. So, okay. uh, you know, uh, we're, we're hoping, we're hoping that we can make it happen. I don't know all the details. I don't know how much it will cost to get the film, but, uh, he goes, I can fly in early on Friday. We can go over there. We can do the. We can do a show in. Hey, well, like, please, please let me know. So, so uh, oh yeah. If if that happens, man. we're going to blow that up as well. Uh, I think that'd be yeah, amazing. Awesome. And he's just like, yeah. yeah, he goes. I've done it before. It's a lot of fun. You know, it's like it helps uh, drive people to the the con. I don't do any signings or whatever there. I'll do a question and answer, a meet and greet. But you know, then tell them you want something. You come to the con, which then helps out the convention oh, as well. Wow. So it's like a, and yeah. it's an added an added fun thing for us to be able to do. Oh, oh that'd be awesome. God, yeah, that'd be awesome. I was like, like, what? You're willing to do what? Great. Okay, let's see if we can make it happen. Yeah. Yeah, that that would be outstanding. So, uh, but yeah, everything else is, is coming along, uh, and it's something that we, we already have in works for next year, so this is something we want to do year after year after year, make a tradition of it. Oh yeah, that'd be that. I definitely would love to see that, and you know, not that I could do a lot for you, but whatever I could do to help and get the word out, or you know, that's it. It's just yeah. If everybody works together, uh, we all we all rise with it. You know, I always say, you know, uh, when the water rises, we all rise with it. So yeah, you know, we work together. We push push for everybody, each other to 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 do better, uh, encourage everybody, and that's one of the reasons why we're really. Uh, kind of embracing the local cosplayers and local artists as well. Uh, like Ramon Villalobos out of Stockton. He was, I knew him for a long time, but uh, he's done all, all the Stockton con things. And he was just a guy who had an independent comic book out, did some comics, uh, some, some poster for Stockton, went out there and drew, met some other people. Now he's doing the new Nighthawk comic book, E for Extinction. He's working for Marvel. Nice. So that's the kind of things that I love seeing where it's like the talent's there. They just need to be introduced and, and be able to do that by having these kind of events. They not only can showcase what they're doing, but be exposed and connect with each other. And that's a big thing, especially with the, the way it is now is a lot of artists, you know, yeah, you may know each other, but if you meet somebody else, you go, what? Oh, I like what you're doing there. Hey, I got this other project. Yeah. You know, like I'm talking to a guy who 
does some incredible artwork. And we were just talking, and he, he's like, you ever think about it? I was like, and so we started talking, we're going to do a uh, kind of a crime noir serial. Oh, nice. And he does these just very realistic pieces, but we're going to make them dark and gritty. And one of the things we plan on doing uh, is taking real people, because that's what he does. He'll take photographs and then, you know, pretty much pose the people the way he wants to, then take those and combine them and do fine art pieces. So we'll kind of go that route, but doing a comic serial. Right on. Yeah, no, awesome. I can, yeah. My, my son is a really gifted artist at music, paint, draw, pen and ink, and then digital artwork. And he nice. can, like, look at a photograph and then, you know, go home That's and then brother. recreate it. Yeah. yeah. My little brother's yeah. like that. And uh, I never, you know, I, I do modified stick figures. Uh, my dad was an artist, second cousin's an artist, my brother's an artist. So it was like, yeah, I'm never going to be that guy. You know? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, you know, he's, he's, you know, uh, I'm Salieri. You know, I'm, I'm, I may be able to, over the years, create something and put a lot of work and effort in, but I don't want to put the work and effort in, so I'll do something else. <laughs> <laughs> like, Underst- oh, hey, it took 12 hours to make, make this, this uh, photo. Oh, that's nice. Oh, oh, what was that? Oh. Oh, you mean kind of like this? Oh, yeah, that's better. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. Well, we're coming up on time here. Madoff, thank you for joining us. And in the meantime, again, remind us uh, about your show, your websites, and where people can get tickets. Uh, Modesto Con, uh, your con, Modesto, is July 9th and 10th at the Modesto Center Plazas. You can get uh, just uh, go to ModestoCon.com. There's a link for the online tickets. Or you can go to Bonanza, Bonsai, uh, Battleground and just about any other local comic or gamer shop and find tickets. Awesome. Sounds good. And Paul, we are going to be back to doing comic reviews next week. We're doing Marvel Star Wars. Yes, sir. All right. So we'll be picking that up. And uh, in the meantime, everybody, thank you for joining us. This has been Geekish Cast. You can find us at geekishcast.com, at Facebook, at facebook.com slash geekishcast. And I tweet from at the Geekish Cast. And remember, when the show comes up, July 9th, July 10th, come by the table, follow us on Facebook. I got comics, I got toys, I got T-shirts, postcards, stickers that I'm giving away. All you got to do is follow us. So thank you, everybody. We'll see you all soon.